Welcome to Women Solopreneur. I'm Paula Tatum, your host, and this episode we're going to be talking all about the seven top productivity tips for creative solopreneurs working from home or any space. And Jennifer O'Callaghan is going to be joining me on this call. I'm super excited. Me and Jen lived in uh, New York City together. She is a freelance writer and a performer based out of Toronto. And she has worked as a reporter for Metro News, the Sundance Channel, Shaw TV, and News and also served as the red carpet host on Paradon TV and NYC TV. She has interviewed names like Will Ferrell, Meryl Streep, Daniel Radcliffe, and Carmen Diaz. She has did a voiceover um, artist for several campaigns, including the Service Credit Union and Global TV. She's currently working on a book called Unblocked about how to unleash, unleash your potential as a creative professional. Jen, you're I could go on and on about you for so long, and I'm super excited <laughs> to be talking about these top seven tips. How are you? I'm good, Paula. I, I'm really good. How are you doing tonight? I am I am very good, and I'm super, super uh, excited to be having this conversation. I think we all feel, uh, working from home or anywhere, um, especially for creative artists and creative solopreneurs, we all need some help. Uh, would be a more productive. So your your number one thing, Jen, is don't stray from your schedule. I mean, that's easier said than done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think with your schedule, um, you know, the most important thing is to always make appointments with your creative work. Like always just make sure you're showing up. Um, the way I like to think of it is that you have the same amount of respect for the process of your creative work as you would for your day job or just something that provides your livelihood, right? Like you right. keep those appointments, like you're, you're always going to show up to your day job or you're always going to show up at a dentist appointment because that's what's right. required of you in life. Right. So it's just really important that you have the same sort of mindset towards your creative work. Yes. And I think it's, you know, I think too, when you're doing a side hustle or you're a solopreneur and you're starting out and you're like, is this really going to be my big thing? But you have to make sure, like you said, you're keeping it in your head that it is your big thing. And like you said, if it was your day job or if it was something else, you totally would show up and you would totally do those things. I think so. Yeah. And I think it's, it's also about being creative with your time. Um, I think like we all have things in our life that are going to intervene um, and you just have to get resor- resourceful and kind of reshuffle your time sometimes. Like say you're going to miss, uh, uh, say, say you practice your work or your project every morning. So you miss a morning session, to b- book a double session the next day to make up for it. Um, just get in the mindset that these appointments need to be honored. Um, and I think you can't go wrong. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Jen, that is interesting. You said that I actually, I don't know if I should say this. I'll just say this. I had somebody creative that he reached out to me via email. He said, mm-hmm. I found you on Instagram and I'm wondering, do you need, let's just say design help. Uh-huh. So I was like, sure. And the one thing I will say, Jen, is that really, it wasn't like I needed it. This has been COVID. It's been changing. But like you said, keep your appointments. He kept changing our appointment or he kept saying that it would be done next week. And it was like a three-week mm. thing that should have been a, a day thing. Or you should have been honest and upfront. 
you know, um, and that kind of, I guess, leads to your, your number two point about the power of planning ahead. Yes, yes. Planning ahead. So important uh, with your with the way it fits into your schedule. I think one of the most popular excuses that um, I know I've used in the past and um, I have friends who have used is is that they simply just don't have the time in their schedule to Mm. prioritize these creative projects or things that they're really passionate about. Um, And honestly, it can be really legitimate, too. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we, we've got like the pressures of work, family life, if you're a parent, um, life's general curveballs that just get thrown at you. Um, right. That's why planning your sessions ahead of time um, can really be the life raft that you need to kind of t- keep that time afloat. Um, you can do things like calling a babysitter weeks in advance and just, you know, blocking that time off your calendar or maybe set an alarm for an hour earlier um, just, you know, to get up before the rest of the world wakes up um, yeah. and just, you know, to create before like everyone in the house is up and being, and, you know, yes. before the distractions come in. Um, and you can also sneak in sessions in different doses too. Like, I think we get this idea in our head sometimes that we're like, okay, if I'm going to work on this project, I need to have, do the, you know, work like a block of two hours and that's undisturbed and, you know, per day. And it doesn't have to be like that. Like you can work for 20 minutes while you're waiting for dinner to cook. And then you can like, you know, do another right. 20, 20 minutes before bed and you kind of can stack and attack it a bit, you know, it doesn't have to be, um, it's basically, you know, whatever you can fit in and just kind of fit it into the cracks of, of time throughout the day. Yeah. And I, this is something else I've talked about planning ahead. You know, it's been, um, the summer was difficult for me because I, you know, the kids did not have, I mean, zoom classes were very hard, but at the same time I felt <laughs> like that schedule, like you said, and planning ahead. And, you know, it's interesting. You talked about getting up before the world gets up and I know everybody's different, but I read this article and I cannot remember where, where it was. So I'm not trying to not quote the person who said it, but they said something to the effect of most people's creative times or is between six and 10 AM, even if they say they're a night owl, uh-huh. um, that there's been some research that people, are the most productive in the morning hours. Yes. Um, yeah. I think so. You know what? I've, I've, I've seen that. Um, and I've, I've read about that and I know for myself, that's definitely true. I don't know about you, but like, yes, I know me that too. I, yeah, like my mental heavy list, lifting, I like to do in the morning, but it's funny because I've sometimes I've had conversations with other friends who've said, uh, actually, you know what? I, I kind of, perform better in the afternoon like when I've or when my brain's woken up and I've had my coffee so I I mean I think honestly I kind of feel like I used to think that everybody just did their best work in the morning but after having conversations with other people I think there it might not be a one-size-fits-all thing yeah, I mean, I would say that it's not, but I think there's a I, you know what, it doesn't matter, but it was just interesting to me because I do sometimes try to do work at night and I don't feel like it's near as good um, yeah. as in the morning, but with kids and with and people who work nine to fives who are trying to get rid of their nine to fives, right, and do their passion and their love and turn it into something else, it's really hard not to do work at night, you know, yeah. and, uh, and you want to relax, 
You know, like sometimes you just want to relax and watch something or read something that has nothing to do with work. And that kind of goes into number three, Jen. And I would agree with this. Self-care is king. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, your body has to run on good things, right? Like you've got to they say like the three pillars of proper self-care would be sleep nutrition and fitness and um you know it's just it's it's all that's obviously basic like just um making sure that our brains are and our creativity and our energy is able to run on good things uh like food is medicine right Um, and we have to be able to articulate our ideas in the in the most clear way possible so Um, and, but I think that, you know, you don't have to go crazy with it. Like, it's just, I think it's just about like simple little changes, like just, Mm -hmm. you know, 30 minutes a day of maybe like yoga or some fast paced walking or, um, you know, just something like that. Something very basic, getting eight hours of sleep, if you can a night, um, just replacing, um, maybe drinking a little bit less, replacing your, uh, French fries with veggies, (laughs) things like that um yeah I know like just for myself personally when I was younger in my 20s I worked in tv production in New York and I I remember in the office they uh, they had so much like pizza and bagels like those were the the big (laughs) staple foods right I I would just you know stuff my face because I was in such a rush all the time and I would, right. I would eat, eat all this stuff. And then I would wonder later on, I was like, oh, man, I really feel rough. <laughs> and I didn't yeah. realize that, you know, I was it was my poor diet that was making me feel like that. Um, and then the, that actually hurt my immune system. And I actually ended up in hospital with um, pretty bad bronchial infection. I and, think I remember that. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I think I, that was sort of a wake up call for me because then it was like, OK, yeah. I've really got to change my diet. Like I've got to kind of change what I'm putting in my body and take more exercise, just better self-care. I think I sometimes when you're especially when you're, you're in your 20s, too, you kind of take your health for granted a bit more. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I even the days I mean, you know, I do battle like I battle. I like I love I love spin, which is not a full out exercise. Oh, yeah. obviously, obviously, I haven't been able to do that since uh, COVID, but I did buy like not a fabulous bike, but it, it was a budget bike and it's, you know, yeah. it's worked. And I have even struggled with coming down to our basement and to ride the bike. But I have really tried to make it a routine that at least three times a week I ride 20 to 25 minutes and I do five to six minutes of just small lifting and I find you know like free you know just the little weights and I find that that it's on top I will say my diet is my Nicholas is always getting on to me he's always like your your diet and I I eat too much sugar so I 100 believe percent believe you can be your best self when everything is taken care of you know yeah yeah definitely and it's it's been kind of tough with COVID because I kind of feel like like sugar has been the quarantine food of choice for a lot right, of us. Right. You know, and you think you're... when it started, I was like eating, you know, strawberry ice cream and things like that. And it was, it's hard right. to kind of wean yourself off of it. 
Absolutely. And it's, you know, and I think people don't realize how much of that, but I do think, you know, exercise, I mean, I'm good. I'm going to go back to the mornings, but I think exercise and the food and everything, and it's been really, really hard. And this, oh, Jen, this is a hard one on, on my end too. It says get Mm -hmm. with the technical times tip number four. Yes. Yes. So technology has been amazing for creative people. Um, You know, there's every week we've, there's like a new hack that's coming out Mm -hmm. that's you know saving us time increasing our efficiency and it's great um but it's but we also have to be aware of it look out for it you know we have things like um I know as a writer uh there's a new app that came out called Otter and that helps me transcribe interviews and things like that so I don't have to I love anything out yeah and then there's one um have you ever used Evernote uh, it's like organized, it's kind of like organized note taking. No, but I will try it. It's, it's okay. Evernote. Very cool. It, yeah. Very. Is it for, kind of, oh, I'm sorry. Is it for Androids or just for uh, Apple? Uh, I believe it's, a, it's an app. It would be available on any type. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the, these types of things, they just really, I found that, you know, they, they support your projects. They help capture the juice of your ideas um, and then there's, there are other things, uh, you know, a little more of a step up from these types of apps, but, you know, things like learning how to, you know, update your website or learning how to edit a small vi- promo video, you know, you might've done for your company or something like that. Um, but it's, it's actually, it's, it's more simple than you think, you know, there, there's so many editorials you know tutorials online you know showing you how to do these things how to put them together um and it's cheaper than hiring someone to do it or waiting on someone to do it for you um i've personally um after covid started i uh learned how i taught myself how to edit a video online and um it just it wasn't as scary as i as i'd initially um would have thought it was from a distance but I think it's just taking things one step at a time not getting overwhelmed um just allowing yourself to be open to these types of things it's really easy to get set in your ways and you know decide you know this is my way of doing things this is what works for me but I think it becomes an issue when you start to lose money from it or or you start to lose efficiency from it so it's just about being open you know, letting yourself be open to new opportunities and technology. Yes. And number five, which I completely agree with you, create a support network. Yes. Yeah. Um, This, this one is super important. um, I find like on a personal level, Um, they say you're, you're what, like you're an average of the five people you spend the most time with. And um and that, that's even in COVID times, that's even Zoom time. <laughs> right. But yeah. um, whether subconsciously or not, like the people that you hang out with, with the most, they influence your behavior and they can kind of ultimately influence your life situation in that sense. Oh, yeah. Um, but the thing is, though, like your friends, they don't have to be super creative, you know, artists or Pablo Picasso or someone like that. But it's just it's important to find people who support what you do and yeah. have a positive attitude towards your vision um so just you know someone you can talk to um and and just having you know at least one friend that you could bounce ideas off of yeah um, and i 
who go I would ahead, call. Jen, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Would, go ahead. I would call like an artistic ally, you know, someone yeah. you just, you can have some creative dialogue with uh, maybe. And, and, and I think it'd be favorable, favorable that you like mutually support one another's projects. Um, yes. I know with you and I, we, we've definitely have had that dialogue between us over, uh, 12, over the 13. past year, 12, yeah. 13 years. I'm trying to think of like, when did I meet you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> well, no, it would have been 2006, right? Wow. Or 2005. So I'm even, I don't even yeah. know how to add. Right. And I feel like I was going to say, I feel like over the years, we have been supportive of each other, what, wherever we're at in life, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've, I feel like you're definitely one of my friends who's always, um, always supported yeah. my vision, my creative vision, my professional yeah. vision. Um, and it's, it's always been really great to have you um, to chat with. Um, and also, oh, thank you, Jen. Oh, you're welcome. And, and it's also been really helpful when sometimes I might be problem solving or troubleshooting something and you know maybe I'm a little too close to the issue um at yeah. hand and then you know maybe it's like a, a rude comment from someone on YouTube or you know whatever it is and you you give perspective about it and um, right. that's what's really important in um, what I would call like an artistic ally Yes. And I think, and I think sometimes people want necessarily like their best friend or people in their life to be their ally, maybe their partner, their spouse. And sometimes it doesn't end up like that. And that's not always great, but you have to move forward and just realize you mm -hmm. can't rely on a partner or a spouse to be 100% everything. They should be supportive of what you do. Yeah. But when I say that, I don't mean like they, oh, they don't want you to do something, but it's more like you can't bounce ideals off of them. You can't, they're more about security. I think so, especially as solopreneurs yeah. and creative solopreneurs, it is very, it's very like, you can get really emotional about like somebody like, okay, I mean, look, I have a very good friend who I love dearly. And she's, you know, one time when I was telling her about conscious gifter, she basically said, you should go get a real job. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. Mm -hmm. And that people are going to say that. And it doesn't mean they're not a good friend. Some people yeah. would say, yeah, they're not. But I think sometimes there are different types of friends. And when you need a creative, like, you know, or not creative, just a support group, it's a support yeah. network. It's so important, you know, sometimes when you're in that creative spot, not to share everything right up front with people you're not sure, you know? Um, absolutely yeah and I think yeah I think it's important to keep your expectations of people in perspective right like I right. think like what you're saying I think that um you know you're gonna have some friends who are going to be part of your artistic alliance but then you're gonna have some friends who like of course if like you know if you succeed in what you do obviously they're gonna be really happy for you and you know, they're right. great friends, Absolutely, but right. at the same time, they might not, like, if you're talking about little intricacies of your work, like, they're not going to, like, they're not going to relate to it, so, right. um, but that's okay, too, like, I, I think yeah. it's just about recognizing who the artistic allies are, and who are, you know, not, and then just having that socially diversified portfolio, Yep, I, exactly. And you know what, Jen, I think you said you hit it key on about the support. You can have one person and I'm telling you, it makes a difference when somebody is on your team. And 
doesn't mean that that person's always your cheerleader. Maybe they are like, you know, that's not you. You need to go in this Mm -hmm. direction or whatever. Or, you know, maybe they let you figure it out on your own. But I do think that, like you said, it doesn't have to be more than one person. But you want somebody supportive that, you know, has got that, you know, help you get to the place you need to be as an entrepreneur, you know? So that, that leads to number six, and that is make progress on your end game. And boy, when you're a solopreneur, entrepreneurs, creative entrepreneurs, I think we can all get sidetracked so easy and not realize that the end game is the progress. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I think it, it, you know, it's really good to focus on the details of things, but I think it can be a slippery slope when we find ourselves actually holding back what we're doing over the little things. And, you know, we're not going to make much of, you know, things, little things that aren't maybe going to make that much of a difference to the whole, to our long-term progress. So I think it's just about being able to progress forward, not being perfect, and I right. think some, sometimes, I think especially as women too, we t- sometimes do get a little um, hung up on perfectionism because maybe sometimes we might feel like that's the expectation. Um, right. But I think that we need to, you know, give ourselves a break <laughs> sometimes and just yeah. look at the good, look at the progress we've made, look how far yeah. we've come with a project we've right. done and maybe not focus so much on like nitpicking little details of things. Yeah. You know what? And I, you know, it was really funny. I said to someone this week, I'm super excited about using my mic. And that person said, haven't you had that mic in your closet for two years? It's not (laughs) exactly that long, but you know what? That thing I was celebrating, I made progress, Jen. I made progress. I took the mic out of (laughs) the closet (laughs) to, to work on my podcast. So, you know, every one of us, Right. That, you know, has to realize that, you know, you just have to, like you said, give yourself a break and look at where you've come, you know, from. And yeah, where you're absolutely. Like you stand back, you look at the big picture, right? Like you don't just zoom in on those little things that other people might not even see sometimes. Right. And so number seven, never wait on inspiration. Yes. So I guess what I mean by never wait on inspiration is that, sometimes as creative professionals or artists will have this maybe romantic notion that the mood has to strike you so you can channel your greatness, you know, before you can actually create, you know, before you can actually right. sit, sit at your keyboard or your easel or, you know, however you're creating. And the key is that you actually have to, most of the time, realistically, I think you have to stare down that empty page or canvas first before you're inspired and you kind of have to allow yourself to create things that you know maybe you feel aren't that brilliant um you know before something really unique starts to surface um go ahead jen go ahead oh um i was just gonna say i used to think yeah i guess i that was something that i know i used to get stuck in myself Um, just that thinking that in order for me to write something that had any kind of meaning, I had to be in like a certain type of mood to do it. Um, But yeah, like I I realized that, you know, you just, my job was just to show up every day and just create stuff. And, um, you know, eventually, you know, some of the stuff might not be, 
great. And then, you know, eventually I would start creating better and better stuff and I would make some progress there. Yeah. And I mean, I think Jen, that that, you know, is every, though, every solopreneur, every entrepreneur, whether they're, you know, um, a, you know, an artist, I, I think it's so true that we think we can't start until there's perfection, but it's yeah. really more about the action and yeah. taking the actions to get where you need to be, you know, even if they're not perfect, yeah. you know? So, oh, Jen, I absolutely love this. I could probably, we could probably talk for hours on, on this, <laughs> but I know my listeners, you know, that, that this probably wouldn't help them because we'd get sidetracked on our own little conversation, but where <laughs> can people find you, Jen? Where can they follow you at and where can they find you at? Oh, so my website is jenniferocallahan.com. Um, and just for, because there's the silent G in my last name, I'll just spell it. So it's Jennifer O-C-A-L-L-A-G-H-A-N.com. And then my Instagram handle is just Jen O'Callaghan. Okay, great. And I will put that in the bio. Jen, it has been such a pleasure. I cannot wait for your new book, Unblocked. I am super excited. And I hope by then that I can travel to Toronto for your book party because I know it'll be (laughs) fabulous when it happens. So that would be amazing. I'd love to have you. I'm super excited. Thank you so much, Jen, for this great conversation. And I look forward to our next conversation. Okay. Have a good night. You too. Bye.